Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. How's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me for the program. We're going to cut the crap. Uh... By the way, just folks, you know, I record my program 7 a.m., 7 p.m., Central Standard Time, seven days a week. Sometimes it's kind of fun just to hang out, you know, because you can watch me on video as I do my program. Sometimes it's just kind of fun to hang out and and chat with everybody before the beginning of the show. You never know what we're going to be talking about. So, by the way, shout out to all of my listeners on FM Real Talk 93.3. Thank you so, so very much for tuning in. And everybody that you know, listens as a podcast and watches as a vodcast. You can watch on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, LinkedIn, Telegram, Instagram. Uh, what am I missing? Rumble, Gitter, etc. But we're all gathered here to try to make us the smartest patriots in the room. Sometime to understand why our country is going to a hell in a handbasket and very fast, you kind of have to understand is this part of a broader plan? Has it kind of always been this way? Uh, is this just new? Are we just now only waking up? Have we been numb? Sometimes it's very hard to put it into perspective, right? Of where we've been, what has happened, what's going on, and where are we headed? So I want to take you back to 1848. Very important. Actually, an important uh, date in my life, it's when my French ancestors, um, there's a very deep part of me, uh, when you say French, uh, as you go back in time, it's actually Merovingian, right? And if you look at the Frankish Empire, the Merovingian Empire, you're looking at a very key part, one half of my ancestors, I am technically Merovingian. And way back in 1848, and when all of these empires had already been set up, you know, whether they Frankish or Gaul or anything like that, there was a revolution called the Revolutions of 1848. They called it the Springtime of Peoples or the Springtime of Nations. It is a time when, in European history, it was like nuts. It was the revolutionary wave. My family left France at that time, and that is what brought them to the United States of America on that particular side of my family. I have very, very, very deep European roots. I'm only first-generation American. I have family all over the globe. And I have a very uh, deep uh, family here in the Americas as well. Part of them had come over at the Revolution time, in our Revolution time. But what happened is, in 1848, during the springtime of peoples, this was when 50 countries all around Europe began a revolution. It all started in France, but 50 countries were affected. And this is where the ruling class, the monarchs, the long-line families like mine, uh, were ousted. And they were ousted by the people. They were sold, the people were sold, that uh, instead of paying attention to the very close rules of society and trying to focus on having a stable, sound society that everybody that was uh, 
of the ruling class or whatever were wrong, and that those uh, monarchical structures were wrong, and everything had to go to uh, nation states instead. And it was a, where a lot of us get the word democratic, but it was a liberal uprising. Many, many, many roots in this movement of this liberal uprising. Now, what happened is there were many great changes that came from it. People being able to, uh, to own land, people actually being able to participate in government. I'm not one that think any one family anyway should just rule, but just the way it is. It's where today the left tries to say if you're a conservative and a nationalist, they try to tie it back to um, this particular event in history. And for me, it moved two factions of my family together, one from you know Scotland, Ireland, and one from France. And they actually converged together in the United States of America. And that's where that family line of mine began, where my father uh, began. But it all started with this political unrest and then the Euro- what was called the European potato failure. Now, you've heard about this different times. It's also what happened in Russia when the ruling families went away and uh, the bourgeois, right, uh, and all this and the workers all kind of converged together. And in these workers' movements, what happened in Europe is these things became socialist and communist, right? Ruling families were gone and socialist and communists kind of took in. My family, if you take multiple sets of grandparents at multiple sets of time, my, my, my family line converges on these two things. But because the same time as France fell, then what happened is the German Confederation, the Austrian Empire, which is my other family line, all kind of broke down. And that's kind of what moved to these converging lines. That's why America became such an important experiment in history because America got it right. You didn't have to have ruling class, but it wasn't communist, it wasn't socialist, and it wasn't people saying, we the people, then just trying to take over and rule you themselves, right? So America became this great grand experiment of how it works. Now, don't get me wrong, they tried to set up their ruling class and everything else. And even these people that fled Europe and came to America think about New York City and the corruption and Tammany Hall and everything that kind of goes with that, gangs of New York. It was tried, but luckily America survived. But that sentiment has been around forever. During that time, there was a German that had uh, rose to power basically talking about these revolutions in 1848, and he was involved in distributing the radical pamphlets that went all across Europe that basically pissed off people and made people get their pitchforks and their torches and go on the Frankenstein hunt for the Frankish ruling families and all the other families across Europe. This stuff took off and it became a hit. And it drew attention to a fellow by the name of Paul Reuter. He happened to work at a book publishing firm, firm, but he was a pamphleteer. It was a pamphleteer. And he always had the story, and he's one of the very first people that reported around the world about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. So this kind of put his name uh, in the, what was then media mainstream. It made Reuters a name that people trusted because somehow he had the inside information. And he learned to move the people by wagging controversy. And that's what we're going to talk about. Be right back right after this. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. You know, it's kind of hard of us to think about a grand cabal, right? It's like something out of a James Bond movie, right? Some evil guy waiting for his billion dollars, right? Well, suspend belief for a moment. And do you believe that sometimes people cheat? Think about it. If you played cards or any games with your brothers and sisters, people cheat. It's just the way it is. So now let's peel that onion back and let's look at the voting system. For the first time in history, we have the most people ever that came out to vote. Or the most people, dead people, that voted. Whatever it is. But the most people ever came out to vote. Then you have the most ever spent in any election year. $14 billion was spent in 2020. And then you have the first time in history by many, many multiples, tons of ballots mailed out, dumped in the marketplace. Is it a lot easier for maybe hundreds or tens or even thousands of people to do a bunch of little things end up changing the big result? So sometimes don't think about it as this big grand cabal doing things. There's enough small people that do some of these bad things we're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. Now, folks, one of the things that we've learned throughout history that it is the people that move governments. It's the people. There's always going to be a left side. There's always going to be a right side. There's always going to be trolls out there. There's always going to be extreme left, and there's always going to be extreme right. It's the way it is. But the topic of today is how did we get into this position where we cannot trust the media? How did we get here where we just can't trust the media? Well, it all kind of began in a very interesting way. Two people were highly responsible for it. One fellow created what's called yellow journalism that was focusing on the shame and controversy. That fellow was Joseph Pulitzer. Then, of course, we had Reuters. And Reuters, which you some people say Reuters, R-E-U-T-E-R-S, you've seen it before. Reuters turned into a gigantic, gigantic uh, organization. See, Reuters, what he did is he was the first one to combine uh, telegraph and even pigeon delivery. Imagine that, pigeon delivery. He used, he used homing pigeons and electronic telegraphy uh, to transmit between Brussels and and Anchens and all, just all kinds of other places to get it. And so it kind of took off, and he built a very, very, very large international news organization became very profitable 
uh, was listed as a public company in 84 on the London Stock Exchange and then the uh, NASDAQ. Uh, they're the one that published the first story on the Berlin Wall falling. You know, a lot of accolades when it comes to press. I think at one time uh, they had, or maybe even they still have it. Now the Reuters Thompson, or Thompson Reuters, I should say. Um, maybe they have 100,000 employees. I know they at least have right now uh, 2,500 journalists, 600 uh, photojournalists, etc. So they kind of report on everything. So they're considered a very important news source in the news business here in the United States of America. They have a very, should we say, credible name. The problem is they have now been outed that they have no intent at all to truly report the news. So here's what happened recently. So you have various news directors and journalists and photos journalists. Well, they have a uh, key position inside all these organizations called data scientists. These are the people responsible for really crunching the numbers and putting out the information. Well, just recently, the top Reuters data scientist, the actual director of data science, was fired. Now, that's a, that's a hard uh, thing. You know, journalists, they tend to stick with them all the time. They tend to uh, take care of their own, etc. But this uh, fellow got fired. The reason he got fired... Well, because he actually told the truth, right? He actually told the truth. And what was the truth he told? He decided, because inside the company there was all this propaganda going on, he started to notice, even the employees were talking into terms of white uh, privilege and all this other stuff. And so he decided to do a deep dive on the statistics of police shootings and race. And what happened is he accidentally discovered something that pissed off all of the powers at B, right? And I'll give you a good example. Think of it like rooters of trolls. It's like a troll comes into a group and says things intentionally to piss you off. Now, you have two choices with the trolls. You either feed them and keep that rhetoric going, or you just let them die on the vine. In Reuters, this trollism, this head movement of head screwery, took off in the company, and everybody just talked about it over and over and over and over and over and over. And it took on a life of its own. And when this guy, who is actually a liberal, started doing the numbers, he found out holy crap, these numbers aren't right and nobody ever fact-checked them. There's that word, fact-checking. Nobody ever fact-checked them. He decided to dive in to the crossroads of race and police shootings. And he broke the numbers wide open and he was fired. And the reason he was fired, by the way, from one of the largest news organizations in the world, this guy's career is technically over because if he's a data scientist for media, there are almost no people that will now have this guy inside. His life has been ruined. But his job is specifically to, ream through, to shift through the reams of numbers and see what they meant. And he accidentally stumbled onto a story. And the story that caught his attention was about black Americans being gunned down across the country. And, of course, everybody's reporting on it. So he was kind of keeping up with this Black Lives Matter movement. And he was thinking to himself, man, I can write a story that if this is true, man, I can help this. If, if black people are being unceremoniously... Um, shot by police, right? They're just being shot by police for no logical reason, then I am going to expose this. This is a big story. I can save lives. 
Well, when he started doing the numbers and he started sharing it with his co-workers, he got his ass handed to him. His bosses basically told him, if you keep on doing work like this, you're not going to move up inside the company. And then word got out that he discovered this and wanted to do a story on it. And all of his workers turned on him. Everybody started complaining about him. And this massive news organization, the very guy they get their data from, the very guy that's at the top of the food chain for data, and all he did was discover, wait a minute. What we've been talking about is wrong. This data is not right. He shared it with his boss. His boss basically dressed him down, says, you're not moving anywhere in this company. If you think you're going to continue to work for this company, if you keep on talking about that. And then his boss has backstabbed him and shared it with everybody. Because see, everybody inside Reuters at the time was talking about the self-indulgent tears of white women, white privilege, looking through white privilege glasses, the habits of whiteness. They were even doing training called How to Be a Better White Person, all driven by Black Lives Matter. And this guy stumbled on a bomb of a report. I'm going to tell you what he found out right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. No, you didn't vote. You thought you voted. All you did was mark a piece of paper with what you wanted to vote but your vote didn't count then. If you don't know this information, how can you change what's going on? 
Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. If you were asked by someone to explain how did the computers rig votes, how did the numbers change, most people would never be able to much less explain it or even understand it. Your eyes just glaze over. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. There were 242 operatives just in Georgia alone. And what they did is they loaded every one of these drop boxes. Here's where they got the ballot. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happening. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. Our problem with this is our corrupt politicians, our corrupt media do not want people knowing the truth. That's what we're talking about in today's broadcast. Simple recap. The head of data science at Reuters decided, hey, in 2020, uh, I got to see where this spread of new ideology is coming from that's going through the company. On their internal platform, they were posting articles and ideas of stuff that people were writing about called the tears, the self-indulgent tears of white women, or how they need to talk about the dangers of white privilege classes, right? Or seeing white, they do articles, they cheer like seeing white or habits of whiteness or how to be a better white person. And inside this organization at Reuters, there was a fervent, maniacal cult-like support for Black Lives Matter at every level of the company. Nobody inside Reuters was challenging this racial essentialism that was going on or groupthink. And so this guy decided, because he was researching BLM and writing about them, that I'm going to really dig into this. And because he said, you know, this Black Lives Matter movement rest upon the singular claim that police more readily shoot black people and that's the basis of it. Now you've all heard this in the media. Police regularly shoot by more margins black people. Police killing black people. And you hear it over and over. You've heard it everywhere. Every news station, every media outlet, outlet has pushed this upon us. Well, when he did the numbers and he got all the data from the FBI and from all the policing stats, he found out something interesting. And here's what got him fired. He said the data was unequivocal, meaning it couldn't be challenged. It showed, if anything, police are less likely to use lethal force against black suspects and are more likely to use lethal force against white ones. Turned it completely on its head. What he did is he accessed the most complete database there is on police shootings. He looked back over the last five years and it found that the police had fatally shot 39% more unarmed whites than blacks. Now, when you do the numbers, you have to understand this because there are roughly six times as many white Americans as there are black Americans. Let's go back. 39% more white suspects were shot and killed by police than black suspects. Now, being a data scientist, he says, well, wait a minute. 
there's roughly six times the white Americans as there are black Americans. And so what happens truly is the difference between white and black is effectively a net of 500%, meaning a white person is 500 times more likely to be shot and killed by a police officer than a black person. Let me repeat that again. A white person is 500 times more likely to be shot by a police officer than a black person. So as you can uh, imagine, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. Then he started really fine-tuning the numbers, and he found that when it comes to authorization to use lethal force, when a police officer believes that a suspect is going to uh, use grave danger or present grave danger to the police officer, that the police officer is more hesitant to use force against a black suspect than they were to a white suspect. He found the data showed that when it came to a black person, even more caution was taken when it was absolutely true extreme force, grave danger for the officer, than there was over white people. Now, he did all these calculations. He worked with the FBI data, etc. So what you have is black Americans account for 37% of those who murder police officers. They account for 34% of the unarmed suspects likely killed by police. Meanwhile, whites make up 42.7% of all cop killers and 42% of all unarmed suspects that are killed by police. The net just percentage, not in including their mix in the population, they're 7% more higher probability, just if, if they're just creating it equally, right, that a white person is going to get killed versus a black person. But what he discovered is the way that the media was manipulating the numbers, right, the way they were saying that black people get killed more by police officers, etc. The we all heard it. The disport, dis, disproportionate rate. We've all heard it. Black people are killed at a more disproportionate rate than other white people at an alarming disproportional rate. Well, he discovered how they did that little nifty trick. The category they used, and you've seen this. You, you probably know what I'm going to say. The category they used was they moved Hispanics into the category of being white. And then as they moved Hispanics into the category of being white, and they've got their white target, then they only compared to come up with their number, Hispanics to blacks. And this guy discovered how they did it. It was a little nifty trick on the books, moving Hispanics into the white category. It's also a little tr uh, nifty trick, which by the way, came about in the Obama administration. It's also a nifty trick where gun shootings are up, mass shootings are up, it's another thing the Obama administration did. They never used to count gang shootings in that because that's a given. There's going to be a couple of three people in these gang shootings. They moved gang shootings over into the category and combined it with school shootings so they can say there's more mass killings than ever. And that's how they manipulate that issue. And so, although half of the people that are shot and killed by police are white, black Americans are, they're saying, it's shot at a disproportional rate. 
They account for less than 13% of the U.S. The population were more likely to be killed by police at a rate at a rate twice that the rate of white Americans. And they rolled in Hispanics to it so they could manipulate the numbers as population at large. And therefore, they come up with it. The numbers don't ferret it out at all. Not at all. When you call it by exactly what it is, and and by the way, when you use that interesting scientific definition of a man and a woman, none of these numbers work. None of these numbers are driven by bias at all. None. Every one of these numbers fall apart. If you were looking at where the known offender that uh, law enforcement officers feloniously killed, meaning in an act of felon, from 2010 to 2019, 537 incidents. 537. Okay? Okay. Jump to 2019, 49 of the, those come in 2014. 28 of the people that were killed were white. 15 were black. They have some interesting categories like Hispanic, Hispanic but not Latino, not reported, Pacific Islander, whatever the case may be. 2018, there were 56. 32 of the people killed were white. 20, uh, 23 were black. 2017, 44 people killed this way. 26 of them were white. 16 of them were black. 2016, 56 of these incidents, 33 were white. 17 were black. And on and on and on and on. There is only one year. There's two years that they use. One year, which was 2015, it happened to be equal. And in 2010, it happened to be a few more black people than white people. All of their numbers are based on a lie. And now this guy, when he does the math and he challenges the very large news organization going, guys, wait a minute. Actually, a white person is 500% more times likely to be killed by a police officer than a black person. He got run out. He got booted. He got run out. Because the media has no interest in telling the truth. Now, when you look at this, you understand that when Marxism comes in, they do a particular type of work called color revolution. You've heard this before, color revolution. What is a color revolution? They stoke up as part of this people of color and get them to revolt, get them to push back. This entire thing, Black Lives Matter, an Obama-era creation, known as other things, Acorn Forest, has been pushed on our country. And now, if you notice, some of the videos I play for you, they're trying to get bigger in numbers. So they've now pushed on us that black people get killed more by cops. It's wrong. The police know it. That's why they're retiring left and right. And now it's being exposed. And so what they're doing to try to expand this, have you noticed? They're pushing the gay LGBTQIOQOQ crew squared to the fourth power to the kindergartner. They're pushing that in there too. And they're trying to lump them all to in class just so they can compound these numbers and say, they're going to get rid of gay marriage. They're going to get rid of interracial marriage. They're going to kill us. They're going to murder us for being this way. This is at the core of a color revolution. Hang tight. We got a solution. Be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? 
You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. Okay, folks. First, let me start with a little bit of a correction, simply because I misspoke. And I want to make sure, thanks for uh, people on Rumble pointing it out. When I said a white person is 500% more likely to be shot by police. I guess I said 500 times more likely. 500% more likely to be shot by police. That's a five-fold increase. They're five times, right? Each one's considered 100%. They're five times more likely to be killed by a police officer, So, which is a 500% increase over what the really numbers are. So I want to make sure I basically set that right with you. Now, if you look at this... Uh, What's going on here is they use numbers and statistics in kind of a funky way. See, 34% of the unarmed victim of fatal police shootings are, in fact, black. 37% of those who are the ones that kill police 
are black. Right? So let's look at that. If, uh, if 37% of the people that kill police are in fact black individuals, but if you look at police shootings and the killing of a black suspect using deadly force against them, it's only 34%. That is that factor in between that shows there's not a skin bias. There's not a skin bias. At best, it should be equally proportionate, which means why do you care what percentage of the population skin color is when it comes to a shooting? We don't really measure it by sexes. It's there, you have that data, but it doesn't mean anything. So why would you uh, measure, well, those are purple people, and what percentage of people that are purple uh, are trying to get shot or get shot because police considered them purple? The, de- the number doesn't lie. In each category, the number's lower. 37% of those that kill police officers that are criminals are black. But in return, it's only 34% of police officers that actually kill those that are trying to kill them that happen to be black. See, our reality is turned upside down. The media states this all the time. There is a difference between unarmed and armed, but even unarmed does not compel a conclusion that the shooting of a suspect was not justified, which is another way they bend the numbers. They tend to play the game that we're going to call him unarmed because he didn't have a gun. Right? But some of these people try to kill the police officers with a car with a rock, with a knife, right? Many different ways. And the reason they do that, and they do this, uh, and you look at the statistics for armed or unarmed, even in that category, it even falls even more dramatic where it does not support this thing called the Black Lives Matter movement. And because the only thing that matters to them is liberal bias, period. And even the, you know, our own agencies and stuff, whether it be from the police officers associations or the FBI associations or whatever, all prove, all prove that we're being sold a line of crap, We're being sold a line of crap. Even when you go down to these categories of non-Hispanic whites, which I don't know technically what a non-Hispanic white is, but non-Hispanic white killers of police officers is 42 to 43%. That's even higher than the black reporting. All of these numbers are manipulated. 18.4% of people... Uh, that they call unarmed, shot by police in 2015, were Hispanic. Hispanic and Latinos account for 18.5% of the population. Meanwhile, only 14% of the known killers of police have been Hispanic. The bottom line is when you look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Either way you slice it, by the shoot E or the shooter, however you would say that, black people are not the ones who get killed at a higher rate at all. Now, it might be the higher rate of a person in a jogging suit with a particular kind of shoe listening to a particular kind of rap. Maybe you might be able to squeak by in that category, but you'll only find that In the footnotes, the statistics prove black people are far less likely to be fatally shot than one would uh, predict based on the percentage of known felonious killers of police. It's that simple. 
we're being sold a line of crap. This is where you have to know of these facts. You have to research it, meme it, put it out or whatever. But the only way we fight this is with facts. You have to understand how they manipulate the numbers. You have to understand what they've started doing. Why have these mass shootings gone up? That's why they called school shootings mass shootings. There are two different categories, but in the Obama administration, they pushed all of these together. And, and they gave the media the free ticket to write anything they want. Do you understand that was part of the plan of undoing the United States of America? Obama was the one brought in to execute these plans, change these numbers, and launch this final phase of the color revolution. How do we fight back? You have to know these stats. You have to know these stats. You have to share them. You have to copy them. You have to call out all these people, and you've got to push them to exact facts. You got to get them on the record. You got to post them in social media. You have to rebut them. I'm not talking troll them and being an ass. I'm just talking about calling the facts for what they are, pointing them to their own statistics, and saying, why do you keep perpetuating this myth? And tell them all, you have to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut Cut the the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut Cut the the crap. crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut Cut the the crap. crap. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course, you could use that money to buy one, well, say, iced coffee from your local Starbucks, or you could even feed yourself a box of frozen pretzels. Or that same $4.16 could be used to buy a small frozen Sara Lee pound cake. Now, of course, you could use that same $4.16 to feed your brain and to pound some sense into the leftists who are leaving our country in a mess. I hope you join me. Limited time offer, but you better hurry because it won't last long.